Good morning. Welcome this morning to New Day. I'm really glad you're here joining us. Thank you for being uh, here in the room. If you are on our live stream watching, I'm really glad that you are joining us as well. So good morning to you. My name is Heidi, and I am the family coaching ministry leader uh, here at New Day. And I'm really excited to uh, be here. Usually, I'm sitting at the computer making sure that the live stream is running. Today, I have the opportunity, though, to share with you kind of what is going on in the life of our children's program. But before we get started, let's pray. God, thank you for this beautiful day, this beautiful weekend that you have given us. Uh, God, we just ask that as we are here this morning listening to your word, that our hearts and our ears would be open to you and that we would be obedient to whatever you are teaching us this morning. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So I grew up on a farm in Mosinee. And if you know anything about farmers, farmers are very hard workers. Uh, it's not easy for farmers to take time off. They need to be very intentional about it. And my parents, uh, they made a good point of doing things in the evening with us, mostly in the summer, sometimes in the winter. Some of the things that really come to mind are we would bike to the A&W in Mosinee for root beer floats. And we would also go on Thursday nights to stock car races at State Park Speedway. Now, when I was a kid, going to the races, it was much more entertaining to watch the wrecks rather than the racing. It was fun. In fact, now I still kind of enjoy going and watching Eve of Destruction and, and some of the other uh, wreck-type races. Uh, but over <clears throat> the last few years, I started following a local racer and a year later became part of his team. And now I'm not so much interested in the wrecks. I'm more interested in the logistics of racing, how things work. Because honestly, wrecks are very scary and they're very costly. It's quite expensive to, to fix some of these race cars. So again, more into the logistics. And I've become part of this team. And here's what I've learned as being part of this team. My driver, Luke, he cannot do it alone. He needs a team around him. He needs a crew chief. He needs a pit crew. He needs sponsors, marketing, PR people. He needs fans. Because without these things, he isn't going to be successful. Us as individuals, us as families, we also can't do it alone. We need a team. We need our friends, our family, our tribe. We need the church and we need Jesus. So let's take a look at our team. On Luke's team, he has a crew chief. The crew chief is someone who is basically in charge of everything. They need to know the rules of the race, the rules of the track. They need to be able to listen to their driver and know what adjustments need to be made. And they need to communicate that with the pit crew. So Jesus, he is our ultimate crew chief. He was a very active listener when he was on earth doing his ministry. And he would ask powerful questions in order to get us to think for ourselves. So Jesus, he's our crew chief. Luke also needs a spotter while he's racing during race day. A spotter is someone that's in his ear. A spotter is someone that's telling him what's up ahead, what's going on behind him, how he can maneuver in different situations. 
We need a spotter. We need that close friend in our ear. I'm fortunate to have a couple of spotters and I consider them my small group. They're a trusted group of people that I know in the moment when I need them, I can call them, I can talk to them, and they are going to tell me what to do and what direction I should go. <clears throat> our friends and our family, they're our pit crew. So Luke, he needs a gas person, a tire person. He needs the mechanics that are going to make those adjustments. That's where our friends and families come in. They are our pit crew. They're going to step up and they're going to fill up our tank of gas or they're going to bring us a meal when we need them. The church, we're here as your fans. We're here to come alongside you. Luke needs fans because if he doesn't have fans, really what's the point of racing just to go around in circles? So we all are an important part of a team. So the church, we're here as your fans. We're here to cheer you on, encourage you to come alongside of you. And recently, I asked my mom, I'm like, Mom, why did we go to State Park Speedway as kids? You guys don't really seem to be big racers. And she told me that they had a neighbor that was a racer, and they wanted to support him. So again, our fans are here to support and encourage us. The church is here to support and encourage each other. Now, part of the job of the church of New Day is not only to be your fans, but also to be your coach. So what we're trying to do with our family area, our family ministry area, you're going to hear us calling it family coaching, because a coach is going to help you make up your team, help you build that team so that you can be successful. All right, so we've established our team. We know who's on it, right? Well, the drivers, they can't solely rely on their team to be successful either. A driver needs to put in some work themselves. That might be working out. It might be analyzing other racers. It might be practicing on the track. Us as families and individuals, we can't solely rely on the church to teach us and to lead us. We have to take some responsibility as well. Our key verse today that uh, we're going to be looking at, our key passage is in Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. Now this is Moses speaking to the Israelites just as they're getting ready to head into the promised land. So he's saying, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Jesus also quotes this scripture in Matthew 22, uh, verse 7, when he's asked by the Pharisees, what is the most important commandment of Moses? And he states to love the Lord your God with all your uh, heart, soul, and mind. But then he follows it up with an equally, second is equally important instruction, to love your neighbor as yourself. Now the people listening to Jesus, they would have remembered the rest of uh, that scripture in Deuteronomy. So it continues with, in verse 6, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Now, if you're in here and you don't have kids and you're thinking, okay, she's talking about kids all day today, that's not the case. You can actually take that, that scripture and instead of saying, repeat them again and again to your children, repeat them again and again to yourself. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and we are to love him. So what does that look like in our households as, as individuals? 
Uh, if we read the NIV version, I actually like that version. It says, impress them on your children, on yourself. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So in today's society, how often do we really sit still? I know I don't sit still very often. It's not easy. It takes work. Part of being a disciple is to schedule time in God's word. It's planned and it's structured. So now in the time of Moses, when he's telling them, talk about them when you sit at home, probably wasn't as easy for them either to study scripture. And they didn't even have the distractions of screens like we do today. So spiritual training isn't going to get done nowadays unless we set aside time to study. And that's going to look different for everyone. We can study together as a family or with a friend. It might be a discovery Bible study at work. If adults are modeling and prioritizing time in scripture, it's so much easier to model that to our younger generations. And as kids get older, it's even more important to kind of help them carve out regular daily time to read God's word. The goal is to teach them to study scripture on their own. So not only is it planned, it also should be structured. Planning time for study leads to the need for an orderly approach. And that might, is again, gonna look different for everyone. That might be a chapter of scripture a day. It might be a you version study plan with yourself or with a group of people. It could look like memorizing a series of key scriptures uh, together as a family. There are really tons of resources for having a structured study. We just need to kind of find what works best for us and for your kids if you have them. The next part of that verse seven, it says when you walk along the road. Again, in today's society, we don't walk always to the grocery store. Some of us might, but not everyone does. So that time we can look at is maybe when we're in the car. That's your unplanned and unstructured time. So we have the planned and structured time when we sit, but then there's also an opportunity of unplanned and unstructured time. Whatever's happening around you, there are always teachable moments. It could be an impressive sunset or a thundercloud. It could be the actions of someone nearby. It could be a whole bunch of kids screaming in the wiggle room. Not a whole bunch of kids, there's a couple of kids in the wiggle room. But that's okay because it's all an opportunity for us to recognize what God is doing in our lives, right? So we need to help the word of God become relevant to our children so that they can process real life. And as the kids get, as our kids get older, we can take them from teachable moments into talkable moments. Times when we give them the opportunity to discuss their opinions or how they might be able to apply biblical principles. So these all include real life events. Life happens, life isn't easy, life is unexpected, and we just need to be okay with that. The last part of verse seven, it talks, uh, it says when we're going to bed and when we're getting up. So we're supposed to talk about them when we lie down, when we get up. Getting into morning and night routines is so important. A lot of parents right now are thinking, oh, school starts next week. Uh, my kid hasn't been to bed since, you know, before 10 o'clock for the last three months. Now is a great time to be able to get your kids back into that routine. And included in that routine, 
teach them and show them to wake up every morning? Are you saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Are we going to sleep thanking God for the multitude of blessings or possibly the great challenges that we're facing? Establishing those routines for adults is just as important as establishing those routines for our kids. If we continue in Deuteronomy, verse 8, it says, Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. So I've always found this, this verse interesting. Uh, tie them to your hands. That makes me think of the WWJD bracelets or the Revive bracelets, a tangible reminder that we have uh, for Scripture. Now, the wear them on your forehead as a reminder. I always thought, okay, what does that look like? Is that literal, you know, right with the marker on our forehead scripture? Probably not the best idea. Uh, when I graduated high school, I went to school at NTC as a sign language interpreter. So a lot of times you will see me talking with my hands. And I looked up this sign, which I can't find actual evidence that this is an actual sign, but it is a sign that either we came up with in our class or it's slang. And it's, it's the sign for really don't forget. And the sign for learn is this. And this was to really learn it. You'd smack your head. And I worked in schools, so that's another reason that I think it was kind of fun. Like, you really need to remember this. So <laughs> when I read this scripture, wear them on your foreheads as a reminder. It makes me think of that, that I need to take that scripture, and I really need to embed it into my forehead. Now, kids, if you're watching, there's a few in here. Please don't do that to your siblings when you want them to remember things, because that's just not very nice. And again, if we continue, Deuteronomy 6, chapter, or verse 9, write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. There are simple ways to include scripture around our homes and into our lives. That might be a post-it note in someone's lunchbox or a post-it note on the bathroom mirror with a scripture verse. Could be signs in your home. I have the fruits of the Spirit uh, on a sign in my kitchen so that I can remind myself and my family to have love and peace and patience. Again, that's going to look different for everyone. I also have a scripture verse on the background of my computer. However, we can incorporate those little daily reminders into our lives and into the lives of our kids and our families is important. But again, it's gonna look different for each of us because we are different and we all need to be okay with that. So as a driver, as a race car driver, as an individual, as a parent, as a caregiver, we have responsibilities as disciples to be reading and studying scripture and to be obedient to it. And when we prioritize it at home, the church, we can come alongside you as your fans and as your coach and encourage you on race days or Sunday mornings. Now, Sunday mornings in this space is not going to look much different than what it does right now. But Sunday mornings for our kids, that is going to be a little different than what we're used to. We're going to kind of go back to that one-room school mentality where the kids are learning together, they're discipling one another together, and it's going to change as kids come through and as kids get older. Ultimately, we want to be sure to stay in line with our vision, mission, and core values here at New Day. So our vision is God's vision for this community, that his kingdom would come on earth 
just as it is in heaven. So we want to build a culture that seeks God's kingdom. We want to model that kingdom lifestyle or God's authority over us. We want to build formative practices that enhance their love and their desire for God's kingdom, for his authority. We want to uh, also, again, keep in mind our core values, authentic relationships, biblical teaching, and a whatever-it-takes attitude. So what does that look like? Well, authentic relationships, authentic relationships with people and with God. We're going to create an inviting environment that encourages healthy curiosity. Children are never too young to seek God, and we want to teach them not only the what and the how of faith in Christ, but also the why. So this environment is going to show and model God's love. Now, a side note, when this space that's behind this wall is ready, it's going to be amazing. But Russ can't do it by himself. He needs a team as well. So please be looking for ways that you can come in and come alongside us and help us with that space. Our kids, they're going to have a voice, and we're going to empower them to speak out. We also are going to cultivate a thriving relationship with God through Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to really encourage our kids to talk to God. We're going to encourage prayer. What are they thankful for? What are they excited about? What are they stressed about? I think on uh, Tuesday I asked Magna what she is thankful for, and she was thankful for cheesy noodles. So it's really quite interesting. And then we can talk about, well, who made those cheesy noodles? My dad did. Well, that's wonderful. Aren't you thankful for him? So we're going to kind of just continue to foster that kind of environment with our kids. Another core value is biblical teaching. We want to establish biblical foundation, foundations in the hearts and minds of the children and their families as they continue to be disciples of Jesus. Our kids are going to be learning age-appropriate materials that will coincide with the message that's being taught here in big church, as we like to call it. So this includes head knowledge and life practices. Just like in here, we're not going to have a big spectacle and a big show in our kids' program, our kids' area, because they're not going to be able to have that big show at school or at home. So we really, really want them to be able to relate to that. We want to empower our kids to learn, read, and research scripture for themselves. And I know some of the younger kids aren't probably reading right now, but the older kids are, and the older kids are going to be able to read to the younger kids. And we really want to show them that uh, they can engage their senses and tap into imagination. It's not just boring text, that there are some fun aspects to it. And we're going to actually be using the hands-on Bible, which you can see behind me. So there are some really wonderful uh, activities that coincide with, with Scripture that we're going to be doing. Our other core value is a whatever-it-takes attitude. We want to teach our children to recognize those yay God moments and the movement of the Holy Spirit. We want to help them be open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit and to actively trust him. We also are going to integrate the kids into the life of the church because they're not just the future of the church. They are the church. We saw that with Backyard Missions. We had an incredible contingency of kids that went out and served people and served God. So we want to make sure that we are helping them continue to, the, to do that and learn how to do that. 
We're going to have intergenerational communities, so that one-room schoolhouse feel. And our intention is to have the kids, after they're done learning their message, to come back in here with us, with their families, and have a discussion around the table as to what they learned and how they're going to be obedient to it. Our mission is to make more and better disciples. That includes us, and that includes our kids. So as we enter into this fall season, we need to remember that the church is here as part of your race team. Jesus, he's your crew chief. Your friends and families, we're your spotters and your pit crew. And the church, we're here as your fans. We're here to encourage you, to cheer you, cheer you on, to come alongside you, and to coach you. Because becoming a disciple, it takes a team. Raising disciples takes a team. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, just giving us this opportunity to learn from you, to learn how you are working in the lives of your church, how you are working in the lives of our families and our kids. And God, I just pray that as uh, we are all entering into a new season, not just uh, with the weather, but a new season for some of us with regards to going back to school, I just pray that uh, you are you are at the front of our minds always, that we are teaching our kids, that we are teaching others just how awesome you are and how much we love you and how much we love your son. And we are just grateful for this time, and we ask that you uh, just continue to be with us. And in your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to take some of that structured time, and we are going to give you a few minutes to listen to God, talk to him, ask him, God, what, what did I learn today? What did, what did you teach me? And you have these rad worksheets if you're in here. So this is your time to reflect. At the bottom, there's a thing that says the I will statement. What are you going, going to do in response to God's teaching? And the second part of that, who are you going to share it with? If you are joining us live stream, I ask that you do the same. Take these next couple of minutes. Just talk to God one-on-one, -on -one, reflect. See how he wants you to be part of the team at New Day. Maybe it's a team of a family that is close to you or a coworker. Ask him how you can be an important part of someone else's team, which is ultimately your team, God's team. So take this time to reflect. We'll come back in a couple of minutes, and then we'll have an opportunity to uh, discuss with each other.
Thank you so much, Heidi. Um, man, as someone who tends to uh, chase anything shiny, uh, that I tend to work in the, the unstructured uh, way that, that you had talked. So my I will statement definitely has to do with um, making sure that some of my my planned and, uh, and, and, and structured time in God's word is, uh, is in place. Um, we want to give everybody some time and some space to share with each other how you're willing to respond to what God is teaching you today, uh, because uh, we, we want to be about more than just consuming God's word. We want to be about obeying what he is teaching us. So we're going to uh, take some time to have some discussion. And uh, man, uh, just before I send everybody off to that, that time of discussion, I just want to thank everybody who was involved in Dr. Isla's visit last week, our friend from Kenya. Uh, we had a, a wonderful event on Tuesday night where we got to hear how, you know, Heidi was talking about young people, and we got to hear how he came to Christ as a 13-year-old in, um, in, in a really a radical Muslim environment, and how he stuck with his faith even when it meant him being uh, kicked out of his home and his, uh, and his village, and uh, how God used him to start multiplying movements that ha have reached dozens of unreached people groups in, in East Africa. It was really an amazing time. And then Wednesday, we had a group come together to strategize what that could look like in Wisconsin and Upper Michigan, a multiplying movement. And then Wednesday night, we had people come together and, uh, and, and split up into smaller Discovery Bible studies. I think we had over 24 people there, including 11 students. So um, it, it's awesome to see what God is doing in the life of the church. And I'm grateful to everybody who, uh, who helped make that, uh, make that possible and make it successful. Um, uh, Isla and Ken were uh, really encouraged by our time together. So you're going to keep hearing more about that as we move forward. Um, I, I won't continue with it now, now we'll go into a time where, well, it's still fresh in your mind, where um, discuss with people, what is God teaching you? What are you willing to do about it? Who are you willing to share it with so that we can be each other's, I've, I need to learn so much about racing fans, uh, so we can be encouraging each other and supporting each other along the way. So we're going to give you a few minutes to share with each other. And, uh, uh, and then uh, on the chat, please do that on, on the chat as well. And we'll catch up with you guys next week when uh, Pastor Mark talks to us more about changes and exciting things that are coming up this fall. Thank you. Go in peace. <laughs>